I'm Heather. And I'm Corey. And this is Movie Shell. Where we talk about movies, movie trivia, and just about anything related to pop culture. We're glad you're here. In today's episode, we're talking about the Brian Cranston, Kevin Hart movie, The Upside. We'll also chat about movies that we that will come out soon that we're looking forward to. Our picks of the week, and of course, we'll enjoy a side of bacon. Mm, bacon. So, Heather, tell us about the sequel to Green Book, The Upside. Oh no, I'm sorry, it's not a sequel. It's just way too similar. <laughs> <laughs> No, just joking. So uh, tell us about The Upside, Heather. All right. So this is, um, it's a friendship movie, ultimately. And yes, as we were watching it, it had some flavors of um, the Green Book, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, But anyway, you have Brian Cranston, who plays Philip LaCrosse, um, who's an American businessman and writer. I'm very wealthy, but he's also a multimillionaire for sure. Yeah, but he's also a quadriplegic. Is that correct? Yes, through um, an accident. Yes, um, so an accident left him paralyzed from the neck down. And then you have Kevin Hart, who plays Del Carter, I believe, who's a down on his luck ex-con. Uh, I think, yeah, probably fresh out of prison <laughs> ex-con. Yeah, like, like you know, his parole officer is having him do job searching and things yes. like that. And you also have Nicole Kidman, who's playing another key role as Yvonne, who is Philip's executive assistant. In the kind movie. of seemed like a, a not your typical Nicole Kidman role. <laughs> no, it's kind of a. She was. It was kind of a more quiet, demeanor kind of yeah. character. But anyway, so you have Philip and Dell, and they essentially help each other grow and develop, and they develop a lasting friendship. It's apparently based on a true story. Well, I mean, think... yeah, we'll say inspired. Yeah, I think they should have worded it as inspired by a true story. Or by inspired by true events. Because <laughs> <laughs> I did look it up and um and looked up a little bit more of the actual story of the the two main people and there almost were... nothing was similar. Well, I mean, there were some similarities, but there were lots of differences, and I was like, oh, well, that's kind of. I mean, a, it wasn't even an American businessman; it no. was this Paris person with an Algerian, and yeah. You know, anyway, so it's just like, mm, okay, not quite the same. So yeah, I would say it's more inspired by a true story. All right, Corey, so what did you like or maybe not like about the movie? Well, you know, we, we have just saw it today, so think about it. Really, nothing really comes to mind as what I did not like about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's really nothing that, that turned me down on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it it was, it was full of both serious moments and very humorous moments, mm-hmm. which... And I thought that, that there was a really good mix of both of those. I don't think, I don't feel it's too heavy on one side or the other right. for this kind of movie. I thought it was very well balanced okay. for the story and just makes it really enjoyable to watch. So yeah, I definitely thought it was also very, it's very sweet. It's very fun. It's not obnoxiously fun. You yeah. know, they don't decide to go too silly yeah, yeah. when they, you know, definitely they probably could too have. Heavy on the humor. I think the most silly part was just the shower scene of him trying to figure out how to work a smart shower. <laughs> that was like, I, I assume bought from Germany, maybe? I guess I so. <laughs> it sounded like they were trying to give him a monsoon shower and he thought that was what he wanted, but it was not what he wanted. So one thing I really liked also was the mentality of the Philip character. He was continually trying to challenge Dell to find something that he's passionate about and to not just try to aim for a quick get rich kind of 
scheme. Yeah. And because oftentimes it seemed like the Dell character, that's what he was wanting. He, you know, he didn't want to, he really didn't know what he was passionate about yet. So everything was like, oh, I can invent this or, oh, I could just do this and sell this. He was passionate about a quick get rich scheme. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. And so you had the Philip character again, who was just continuing, no, 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 no. Just what are you passionate about? What? What will drive you? So I thought that was really cool. He was just, he was a very giving person. There were times where he could have gone overboard on a reaction to something. I mean, I guess one time he did, but it it felt warranted, I guess. But, you know, he was very cool about certain things. Um, You know, he would let them slide or, you know, just be okay. Um, He was a very, very uh, cool customer, I guess you could say. So for me, I thought the plot was a little expected. You know, I kind of felt that, you know, okay, I think I know how this movie will play out. It didn't really surprise me. Yeah, I guess there was one drawback was that it, the movie overall was kind of predictable. There was there wasn't really too many surprising like oh my gosh moments in it. Yeah, so I thought they did a I thought they almost did a little too good of a job of putting a bow on it, you know, and just wrapping yeah. everything up almost a little too perfectly. I was like, wow, that he accomplished a lot in a little bit of time. Well, the, the movie was very quaint, maybe yes. a, almost a little too quaint. And I, we already talked about. I was a little disappointed that you know it's not as accurate as I initially thought it might. The fact that it has the whole based on a true story, you know, item on it. And so that was a little disappointing. And I do um, compare it to, you know, with Green Book. There's that similarity of these unlikely friendships developing. But another thing that was similar with Green Book is the music. So music was actually very important in this movie as well. And it wasn't that either one of them were playing the music. It was they were both listening to the music and talking about the music. Yeah. But the the Philip character, the Brian Cranston character, he adored opera and so he was introducing the kevin hart character to opera and kevin hart's character adored aretha Flanner. yes <laughs> um it was actually very very nice at the end of the movie they um had a, a dedication note um i think for um or the, it was in memory of aretha yeah. franklin because she of course she passed recently and then i loved what you mentioned the comparison you made with um the uh when the brian cranston character took the Kevin Hart character to the opera, or I guess actually they both had to go to the opera because yeah. of course the Brian Cranston. He has to take him everywhere. Yeah. So he has to accompany him everywhere. So what was your, what was your comment with oh, that? He had his pretty woman moment yes. at the opera. <laughs> so he started out just, you know, joking all the time. Sneering at it almost. Yeah. And then just becoming infatuated. Yes. It was a beautiful music and beautiful presentation of that music. Okay, Corey. So what's the verdict? Does it make the movie shelf? It at least makes the non-physical movie shelf. <laughs> okay. So yeah, we have different planes of existence. <clears throat> well, for I'm not sure shelf. if I'm actually going to go physically buy the movie, but mm-hmm. this is definitely a movie where I'm at home, I'm channel surfing, looking for something to watch, and this movie's on. I'm definitely going to tune to it. Okay. So it it, it, is, it definitely has repeat value at uh, your convenience. Oh yes. Not initial, like not sought after right? yeah, maybe not financially invested <laughs> in but but i will definitely invest more time in it no no, no doubt okay so for me it, it well i said no it doesn't make the movie shelf however we might be on the same wavelength yeah. to some degree it's um it's not quite at the part of we're gonna go out and buy it and put it on our physical shelf yeah or you know it's i didn't leave the movie necessarily 
saying, oh, I need to see that again, and, you know, and things like that. It's a, it's a very nice movie, and I would recommend you go see it. It's an uplifting movie. I consider it, I call it a comfort movie. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not, and you actually kind of alluded to this um, as actually something you liked, but um, it doesn't go very deep, I think. Like, it could have gone deeper on some of the, th- some of the other things. Um, so I felt like it was just... Like I said, it was a little predictable. It's a feel-good movie, and it has a good message. You know, I think that message that we talked about, the the keep challenging yourself to find what you are really passionate about and go after that, I think that's a great message. But I, you know, I was kind of left comparing it to Green Book, which we, of course, talked about in episode two. And you even asked me, like, well, which would you like better? And I think I like Green Book better, which I think I had Green Book go on the shelf. I don't know if you did. I think you were more sure at the moment. Um, I think it was almost on the same level as this one, but... Yeah, but I thought that Green Book went a little deeper into some of the the issues they were facing, yeah. and or was just a little richer with the content. I'm not sure. And it, it also didn't feel as predictable to me. I think with that one, I was left not sure how it was really going to play out. Um, whereas this one, I was like, eh, yes, I kind of get where we're going. It's you know, how it'll end or things of that nature. Green Book definitely is a little bit more of a grimier movie. It had, it, the, the issues that it deals with yeah. are a little bit, definitely a lot steeper. Because it not only ha- it has the cultural issues, but it also has the racial issues. This yes. one really is just dealing with some cultural issues and even not cultural super strong yeah. cultural issues. And the upside is a lot more lighthearted with the comedy and so forth. And yeah. it, it doesn't get really deep down into some, you know, dealing with some issues. Although, so. um, you definitely did a lot of squirming in the upside. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're not going to go into that. <laughs> there was a painful scene for you. Yes, I, and uh, I'm, even though they didn't show it, they're just talking about it, and I can feel the pain. I was like, and yeah, I'm squirming in my seat. Oh my god, just get past this scene, <laughs> please. <laughs> so there's a there's a little breadcrumb for you to look forward to. <laughs> So definitely go see it. it. It is a lot of fun. It's um, it's very light and sweet and uplifting with ultimately a good message and a good friendship movie. For sure. All right. So let's talk about our picks of the week. Okay. So what aspect of this movie are you going to bounce off for <laughs> for your pick of the week? Okay. So of course, I think we both would say go watch Green Book. That'd be our joint yeah yeah pick that, of the that, week. that's, that's gonna be too <laughs> obvious of a comparison so we're, yeah. we're not gonna even. However, that one. Um, so my pick of the week is super loose, like super super loose. Oh my goodness! Okay. Um, and as we were watching the movie, The Upside, and the scene where they're at the opera, uh-huh. and we watch the woman who comes out, um, the soprano who comes out, and she's wearing that big galaxy dress. And yeah, she was definitely standing on something. Yeah. <laughs> that justice went forever. Yeah. It was it was beautiful. She was beautiful. It was just beautiful music. But I kept on picturing the fifth element and the opera kind of scene in that movie with the blue lady and and she was beautiful and the music was beautiful. Oh and... wow. So yeah, that is very, very different. Yeah, okay. like the movies have nothing to do with each other. Um, Except other than, they both had an opera song. Yeah, and her opera, the, the Fifth Element opera, is definitely more like techno opera, um, you know, like spacey Very opera. Very futuristic <laughs> opera, yes. Um, but even, I remember 
when I was in high school, one of my teachers, um, I forgot how we started talking about the movie. Um, but the moment we mentioned fifth element, she was like, Oh, that, you know, that, that stood, was her scene that stood out. Like remembering that, um, the, the singer was just so beautiful. So the, that movie though, it's, it's basically a saving the world in a weird way kind of movie. It's a fantastic cast. You have Bruce Willis, Mila Jovovich, Gary Oldman, and is a Chris Tucker. Yeah. <laughs> um, and even Luke Perry is in that movie, uh, way at the beginning, um, in a weird role. <laughs> you almost <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's a, it's a f- interesting movie, bizarre, very futuristic. Um, so definitely check it out and hopefully you'll enjoy the, the techno opera scene scene. So what's your pick? Okay, so going based on the unlikely friendship aspect of the movie, mm-hmm. I'm going with Victoria and Abdul. Oh, okay. So I've not seen this one, so this is yeah. all you. So I, I try to pick something that probably a lot of people may have missed on their radar. But you have Judy Dench, who plays the Queen mm-hmm. of England, and Abdul, I, I can't think of the actor's name, but he's a servant from India that had a chance, opportunity to serve the Queen with something from India, and to a lot of people's dislike, a lot of her court, I guess, she finds this guy interesting and she befriends him. And I even looked up to see just how true this movie was, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of it did play out pretty closely to, to uh, the movie. So he, we can actually say this was based on a true story, not just by <laughs> inspired by a true events. So. Well, very cool. Especially I will definitely the, and, uh, check it out. There, there is a... The, the, uh, the ending of the movie is is kind of tragic, but it is is but are no, you spoiling? But, no, not spoiling, but it is is very intriguing to how this story came out because this the story was like unknown for like decades, and then the, it was it was through an odd occurrence how how this story even came to light to for them to to make a movie on it. Okay, well, good picks of the week. So let's talk about what some of the previews were that we saw with this movie. Oh, there yes. were a lot, it seemed. There were a, a lot, lot of that we have ones. not covered yet. Yeah. I think one of the first ones we saw, I'm a little excited for. I hope they do a good job with it. Well, so far, so far when it comes to the live action remake of classic animated movies, we, I don't think, have been disappointed yet. There hasn't been a lot yet. In fact, has it really just been the one, or has it been... I love how we're just, like, tiptoeing around all the titles. Um, <laughs> so, I think you are talking about The Jungle Book. Yeah, The Jungle Book. Um, my, my only annoyance with The Jungle Book was the fact that they, like... Um, oh, what was the snake's name? can't remember the snake's name. But, like, Scarlett Johansson was the snake, and yeah. there was, like, one scene with the snake. I'm like, why did they not... They could have used this a whole lot more. Not yeah. so much the fact that it was Scarlett Johansson. It was just, the snake is cool, and... Yeah, why not have more of the snake? But anyway, so we're talking about Aladdin. Yes. And you, where we have a classic, awesome, fabulous animated movie that is now being turned into live action. Um, and I think we still have only seen teasers. Yeah. The, the very, very simple um, going to that cave of, is it Cave of Wonders, I think? Yep. The Cave of Wonders. Um, and seeing a glimpse of the Aladdin character finding the lamp, and that's about it. But I do know that Will Smith is the genie. Yeah, that, and <laughs> I, I just can't help but to think if Robin Williams was still alive, would they still use him as the genie in, in some aspect? The I world may never know because he was 
he was just way too awesome. I know. He totally made role. the movie. Yes. Thing. I know that when we saw the original animated Aladdin, we actually saw it in the theater, which is kind of a big thing because, like, with my parents. Because we didn't, my parents never, didn't take, really didn't take us to see kiddish movies in the theater. <laughs> and But we actually saw it with my aunt and uncle and my cousin. Um, so we all saw it, and I think we saw it here at the, the mall. Um, but anyway, so it was just an amazing movie. It's, I hope the live action can live up to the, the beauty of the original. Uh, and again, it's, the beauty is pretty much the genie. Um, but yeah, so that movie is coming out, which excites me. I know that there's also, I think you were also mentioning with some of the other animated turning live action. I think you're anticipating Lion King. And Dumbo. Oh yeah, Dumbo. Except yes. I guess the, the elephant probably was digital. But yeah, but we've talked about Dumbo. But yeah, yeah. Dumbo's coming. Alright, so another really quirky looking movie that's coming out is called Little. And this is it's by I think by the same people that did Girls Trip. So probably that level of humor, but I mean Girls Trip was pretty darn funny. Um <laughs> So you have this big shot businesswoman who's pretty mean, I guess, to all of her employees. And she's cursed by some kiddo to basically be young again. Like a little, you know, 13-year-old girl or yeah. something. Which, yeah, that who wants to relive 13 years of age? <laughs> um, so it definitely looks quirky um, and fun. So. And it sounds like that this child is going to be an instant star from this, from this movie. Well, like, she actually is... Oh, she's she already is a star, and I just don't know it yet. Okay. Yeah, I, and I'm, I don't have her name in front of me, but she, I believe, is on the Blackish TV show. I think she might be the... Okay, the the, the daughter? Uh, yeah, I, or something like that. We'd have to look it up. Okay. But anyway. Um, I, but yeah, I think she's already, already up and coming, but she'll just be more up and coming now. Definitely. We also have a movie coming out that is taking a twist on the romantic comedies, I guess by making them sound silly. And the movie is Isn't It Romantic? And so it stars Rebel Wilson and Adam Devine. So definitely a comedy. Yeah, it, it didn't pique my interest too much oh, okay. from the trope, but eh, well, I could be wrong. The plot is she like bumps her head and wakes up and finds herself in a romantic comedy. Parallel universe. Yeah. So and you know, she can't. It's almost like the good place where you can't curse because um, she attempts to curse and keeps on getting like a truck drives by or something. And um, but it looks it looks silly and fun. It looks like it plays on all the romantic comedy stereotypes, like people break out into song randomly or something. And then I think the final movie that I wanted to mention one that I'm particularly looking forward to now. Yeah, is the best of enemies, yeah. and this stars Taraji. I think I pronounced her name right. right? Taraji P. Henson and Sam Rockwell. Love um, Sam Rockwell. And it, I, I assume it's indeed based on a true story. I can't remember. I, I, I <laughs> certainly hope that it is because there's a lot of history being shown um, through this. Yeah, it's it's dealing with the um, breaking down some of the segregation issues. Yeah. Um, and as we revealed in our Green Book podcast, that I'm a sucker for a movie that breaks down racial barriers. And it yeah. Like that this will just definitely play to the strings of my heart on on that subject matter. So it definitely looks interesting. Um, I'll be we'll be keeping our eye out for it when it comes out. And now it's time for a side of bacon. Mmm, bacon. I'm excited for this one. 
Are you sure? You don't sound very excited. <laughs> um, okay. So well, we... okay. So without revealing our pigs, is there because you came up with a connection that you swore I was going to come up with? And well, I, I said it was a very quarry oriented connection. Yeah, but but you, you said I was going to get it, or you, you thought well, yeah, I was going to get the same connection. But I totally went sideways. No, I like your, your connection. <laughs> I was like, those are definitely Heather movies that you came up with. Well, these are quarry movies too. <laughs> All right. So, would you like me to go first, or sure, would you? Go ahead. So we were connecting Jodie Foster to Bruce Willis, and we both got it in two movies. Yes. So my connecting actor is William Fitchner. So he and Jodie Foster were together in Contact. He was the blind person. Was yeah, he a the, scientist? The, the, the blind friend. Yeah. The blind friend. See, Contact yeah, they worked is more at of a the, uh, the, the satellite place together. Um, and then William Fitchner was with Bruce Willis in Armageddon. He was the main pilot, I think. Well, the, the, the captain. Of the, the captain, okay. Of, of one of the two shuttles. He was the actual astronaut. Um, yeah, one of the actual astronauts. Yeah. Um, who well, really they were all astronauts. They all went space now. <laughs> he really wasn't too impressed with the um, Bruce Willis crew, but I think he grew to yeah. love them. Um, so there's mine. Okay, so mine, I'm the... I also got in two movies, and the linking actor I'm using is Clive Owen. Clive Owen, I like. That's going from Inside Man with Jodie Foster. Which is an amazing movie. Yeah. It's also got Denzel Washington. You know, and I started thinking about that movie, and I kept on trying to get to Bruce Willis through Denzel Washington, and it wasn't happening. And then I remember the movie also has Willem Dafoe, and also has Clive Owen. I was like, oh, wait, Clive Owen. And then all of a sudden it hit me, Sin City. Yep. With Clevon and Bruce Willis. Yeah, and that that is definitely a peculiar movie. Um, it's <laughs> it's super interesting, but very entertaining. Yeah, I mean, it's visually intriguing because yes. the way it's filmed. Yes. Um, with some very bizarre characters, and it's um, a heck of a Lincoln movie when you think about it. Because yeah. there's a lot of good actors in that movie. You have Elijah Wood and Josh Hartnett and um, Jessica Alba and. Brittany Murphy, sorry, yeah, and um, what's his name? That was oh. well, the, the 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 brute in the movie, the, the... oh, uh, and Mickey Rourke it has Mickey Rourke in it as well, and a whole bunch of other actors like no, that that it has uh, like Benicio del Toro, and as you would say, not Antonio Banderas. Antonio <laughs> Banderas, <laughs> the commercial. <laughs> yes, who's your bacon for this week? Ooh, my bacon pick for this week. I'm actually going to go with the link that I chose from our current bacon and go with. Clive Owen. Okay, I do like Clive Owen. All right, so I'm going to go with Sam Rockwell for this week. Oh, I love Sam Rockwell. Yeah, he's he's definitely a character or an actor that's truly developed. I think I was first introduced to him in The Green Mile, where he plays this horribly oh, demented person. Yeah. Um, and he's just really grown on me. Um, I think when we watched Moon, that's when I was like, he's he's going places. Yeah. Very versatile actor. Yeah. He can play horrible people. He can play great people. So, or yeah, people you like. So we have Sam Rockwell to Clive Owen. That should be interesting. All right. Well, thanks for listening to Movie Shelf. And if you could, click that subscribe button and please share us with your friends. And we'll catch you later, you guys. See you next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.